Chaos of Life podcast uh, with your host Adrian Hatcher, and we are here. I got the lovely Kendasi back for another episode of uh, the Playoff of Life podcast, and in this one, we're going to be talking about the movie that we just came out in theaters called Suicide Squad. Introduce yourself, Kendasi. Let me know you are here. Hey, glad to be back. Um, ready to get into this movie? Follow me on Instagram at Curly Daisy. So, we went to go see this movie, and we both had a certain opinion on it. We usually rate the movie between 1 to 10. I feel like, uh, in my honest opinion, this movie was about an 8. Um, people usually talk about the DC movies like they're not that good, um, rating them, of course, below Marvel. But what did you think of this movie, The Suicide Squad? This movie, on its own, I feel like was really good. I would give it maybe an 8.5. The comedy was just so good. The comedy was good. The comedy, though, I felt was geared more towards, like, gory, more towards um, an audience that, like, just kind of likes Deadpool. I don't know. That's the sense and, I got from And I'm um, that crowd. I'm the dark humor type of crowd. Mm-hmm. So it was giving me what I knew. The comedy was giving me what it needed to give. They started the movie off um, kind of actually really serious at first. Well, yes. well it's kind of serious slash comedy, like you said. Um, we'll, we'll do a spoiler section, but when the movie first starts out, of course, you don't really know what's going on. Uh, the first character we see was actually pretty interesting. Now, um, I don't know if this can really be a spoiler, but you know, we, we don't get to see him for long. But when we do see him in the movie um, and we see everything from his perspective, we're thinking, okay, this is kind of cool. Like he seems like cool, mysterious character. And Main character energy. Yeah, and then of course, as soon as like the movie starts rolling and you see how the real intro of the movie is supposed to go, you're like, okay, now nah, that makes a lot of sense. So what did you think of the, the beginning of the movie? Did, did it kind of set your expectations for how the rest of the movie was gonna go? Yeah, I mean, it definitely did. It was, like I said, it, they set it up really great. And then they kind of disappointed you. And you were like, that's it. And then they revealed the true story. And I enjoyed the way they went about it. Which we can talk about more in the spoiler section. More detail. And what was your favorite character? Obviously, Harley. I am a fan of Margaret, so, you know, I enjoy her. I just feel like she's an amazing actress. I enjoyed her in the first one. I enjoyed her in Birds of Prey. She's a beautiful woman, and she's funny. In most of the scenes that I can remember offhand involved her. Yeah, most of, like, the movie revolved a lot around her art yeah. as a character, and, and we already know Harley as... Harley Quinn. We already know Marco Robbie as Harley Quinn, but um, I was really entertained with different routes they took with uh, her character arc in this movie. We already know who she is from movies like um, the first Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. So if you go in knowing that, then you know exactly what you're going to get from her. You're going to get some some comedy. You're going to get some really weird uh, psycho psycho stuff going on but it's in a, in a way her mindset actually makes sense like when she really breaks down who she is as a character she lets you know she bleeds her heart out uh, when she's really explaining what her thought process is she's a hopeless romantic yeah yeah <laughs> she is and I think uh, emphasis on hopeless <laughs> there, there's one scene which we'll talk about which was my favorite the movie that I died laughing because even though it was kind of serious it was also kind of funny the way they played on it um now my favorite character of the movie uh which i thought was an underrated character was the john cena character Um, he was a good character he was a good character he was a necessary character he was um you don't you don't get to know much about him other than he's all about what he's all about like he he's a straightforward you can think of him as a military no nonsense follow the rules type of guy and like he says in the movie he'll do whatever he has to do for peace but you don't know you really don't know how far he'll go until you get towards the climactic point of the movie and that's what his character has kind of like a different opinion 
Right. And he says the whole time that he'll do whatever it takes to keep the peace. Whatever it takes. He means that. And like you said, until you actually see what that entails, you're like, wow. But he stays solid as his character. He's a pretty good character. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's sure. So another, I get. I feel like this was an underrated character because um, you don't realize how central he's going to be plot in the later half with Rick Flag. Uh, his character, you saw him in the first Suicide Squad movie, and I know people uh, don't necessarily have a great opinion of that movie. You like it? I like. I enjoy the first Suicide Squad. I enjoy the playlist. I enjoy the action. I enjoy the acting. I mean. Also, I don't read the comments, so comics, so maybe I'm just going off of movies. But as far as compared to other DC movies, it does pretty well. I mean, compared to let's say Aquaman, D- I mean Suicide Squad was a plus compared to Aquaman. So yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Not now, would I say this Suicide was better? Yes, this one was definitely better. I feel like they figured out a little bit of a formula this time around. And do you feel like there would be another suicide The way it ended, I think there could be. I would be here for another one. And the fact that it's, to me, their best, most consistent, well-written series, I mean, continuation series, I mean, they keep having to redo the Batmans, keep having to redo, you know, these different character arcs because they keep not getting it right. Suicide Squad, I feel like, so far at least, they haven't really had to redo it. And they won't have to redo it because they can have different characters, you know, they can pull different villains to be the new squad, and it's still technically the Suicide Squad. So I feel like they could definitely keep going with it, especially the way it ended. Well, people love these characters in this movie, you know, like, the only recurring characters that I could really see coming back, maybe Idris Elba's character, uh, maybe, of course, a Harley Quinn, but... Kind of like, uh, have you ever seen a movie called The Expendables? This was like a movie like a little a few years back with like uh, like the not the Rock, but uh, like Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like they 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 were older, but they were called The Expendables because they could die. It was just the, the mission they were on, but they just got it done. It's kind of a play on the Suicide Squad where these characters are expendable. You know, they make that known at the beginning of the movie, and they and you really kind of have to go in with I don't know if the character that I'm well falling in love with is going to make it towards the end of the movie. Right. You know, so thinking about that, I was just like, especially with uh, Rick Flag character, you know, his his character are just like Harley's. I felt was really good, and you could easily just wrap it up in this movie and call it a day and be, and be okay with it. You know. Um, and there were, like you said, there were openings for uh, other characters. Uh, probably another character I liked was King Shark, underrated character. Uh, oh yes, he was definitely hilarious. <laughs> he offered so much comic relief. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I think one of my favorite parts of the movie was uh, when King Shark was trying to make friends. You know, and it was, it's, it's, uh, whoever, I believe it was James Gunn, whoever was instrumental in really writing the script for these characters were able to take little things, a couple words, and really like make you feel and, and actually make an impact on what you thought of the character towards the end of the movie. So, going back to what you were saying about how, you know, anybody could die at any moment, I do feel like this movie did it a better job of making you feel like that than the first one. Because they did kill off a few characters in the first one, but none that you really cared about, and most of them did make it at the end. Whereas this one, they started the movie off like anybody can get it, mm. which added a new like as you were watching it, made it more like, is this person gonna die? Or are they gonna make it? Which was nice. And I feel like with that, we can jump right into the spoiler section of the Suicide Squad movie. So for anybody listening. Um, if you do not want to be spoiled, if for some reason you haven't seen the movie, you know, this would be a good time to go see it and come back if you want. Uh, but we'll jump right into it. Uh, we started talking about these characters and how you just said they were all expendable, die any moment. The very first scenes of the movie shows that no matter what Suicide Squad Amanda Waller uh, character puts out there, she doesn't really care. Like, they die instantly, really. 
they were a decoy. You know, they stepped up on the beach and you kind of had like maybe a five to 10 minute intro into recurring characters like the boomerang guy. Right. He was from the original Suicide Squad. Right. And also there were new characters like the weasel, uh, the javelin. Um, I think there was an alien, like an orange alien girl another planet yes which her death was the most ridiculous (laughs) she completely did that to herself right i thought she had i really don't know what her power was because she kind of just was gun blazing rambo let me jump on this helicopter and and fuck some shit up and she honestly started and she had no plan yeah she She started screaming (laughs) like uh what was his what's the guy's name uh pete uh he's a a comedian that is always on like snl you know, the guy that betrayed him on the beach. Oh, yes, 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 he does. I forgot what his character's name was. I can't remember either. I can't remember. But he was also a character where I, kind of looking at him, I was like, damn. I like, he's a super, he's a super villain or a superhero. Like, okay, how long is, is he going to be doing this? And he's kind of, he kind of plays a sneaky role. Like, he really don't know what he's thinking other than when he's just making you laugh. Like, at the very beginning when they're on the helicopter, he's, like, scared of the weasel. So he doesn't know what it is. Right. He thinks it's a dog or a rabbit dog. A werewolf. A werewolf. And the guys are just laughing at him on the plane. It's like, dude, it's, it's a weasel. Like... And yeah, and then even Rick Flag explained he had like murdered like or eight children, women and children. But you're good, you're okay. He's strapped in. The fact that the weasel died and me like well not really died but died mm-hmm. as soon as he because he couldn't swim, and nobody checked to see if the weasel could. That tell <laughs> that showed you exactly how much expendable that first team was. Nobody made sure they could swim or not. That was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. I died laughing. Jumped out that plane, and then the guy we were talking about at the very beginning. Do you remember his character at all? No, you don't. I don't. He's But if there was a, a character uh, who basically it seemed like he had the ability to take whatever was in his hand, and he had like an accurate, he could accurately throw it. Yeah, it seemed like sharpshooter type thing. Yeah, like some type of some type of like uh, sniper or something. Well, we didn't even see his weapon. He just had a ball. Right. In the beginning, he had a ball. He was hitting it against the wall, and a bird came in, and he made it hit a bunch of walls until it killed the bird. So we just, it set him up like he was about to be this really just amazing, kick-ass character. And then he watched all the people die around him, and he got scared and ran. And I, I think it was his mindset that got broken didn't understand that this was a real suicide squad. He even tells Amanda Waller when she's letting him out of prison and he's signing up to go on the mission. She's like, um, I just need you to have one mission. You either complete the mission or you die. And all he cares about is uh, time off of the sentence. So in his head, he's like, I'm an expert at killing or doing whatever I have to do. I'm not going to die. It's not going to be that bad. Now, when Rick Flagg was with that team, it really made me question whether or not Amanda Waller wanted him to live. Because two of our main characters were on the first team that was a decoy on the beach. Right. And I can agree with that. We, it seemed like she did have it out for him. Because if that was a decoy team and she didn't even tell him, then it does not looking good but then one can make the argument that she did send the second team to go find him but what's the chances of him surviving that though yeah it kind of like he made it because just he's good at what he does and Carly who made a friend early on in the movie on that first team she made a friend with a guy named the javelin and of course he has this long javelin that I don't know I feel like after he throws it there's nothing else he can do <laughs> but he didn't get a chance to throw it because he immediately died as soon as they got on the beach and as he's dying, Harley's talking to him and he's like, I want you to have my javelin and I want you to, and he dies before he tells her what the purpose of the javelin is and why he's giving it to her. But we find out later in the movie, at least from Harley's perspective, why the javelin is so important. Right. And speaking of the beach and characters, one character we still haven't talked about, I think is what his name, was it D? Detachable something. Oh, God. Uh, uh, I can't remember. 
but his name was yeah. just le- two letters. Yeah. And they were like, why why is your name these two letters? What does it stand for? And he was like, it doesn't stand for nothing. It was just letters. Yeah. And then later we found out it's, this stands for detachable arms, maybe, or something like that. I can't remember what the initials were. But it's hilarious. His arms come off, and, he, and basically he's just regular punching somebody, just but from afar. But his arms are still weak to whatever bullets or whatever he could still feel the pain so it's a terrible power and we were thinking like man this is the suicide squad yeah that was the first scene we started thinking really this is what we came to see um now now granted we didn't know anything going into the movie like we had probably seen the preview and the trailer to movie but um a lot of people will tell you um if you did your research going in like if you read comic books and stuff that Suicide squads, there's multiple of them, there's different characters because characters end up dying fast. Um, now in the comics, I'm pretty sure his characters are cooler. In the movie, they play kind of played it as a joke because it was just like a chain of events of characters dying. Like, as soon as um, one character died, another character would do something, and then another character would do something, and then they would die, and then their actions really just made like doom for the whole team and then we also get to see amanda waller how cold she is because the one guy we were talking about who started the movie with the ball and he was hitting bird you know after seeing the whole team basically eradicated he runs for his life and he's trying to swim away and amanda's like hey i need you to stay on this beach and basically get killed and he's not listening like he's basically broken in his head and she sets up the bomb she sets it off and, and blows his head off and uh, as kind of lets us know, Amanda's not playing. Like, even if you are a decoy, if you're not doing what I need you to do, then you're nothing to me. Yeah, she's a stone cold woman, man. And uh, she does what needed to be done for our country. Can't nobody say she don't do what she feels like is best for our country. Mm-hmm. Now, there were many plot points in the movie. Uh, let's try to get to the characters that we actually see throughout the rest of the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. There is Idris Elba's character, I believe his name is Deadshot. Um, they kind of draw us in, compel us with his character because he doesn't want to be Suicide Squad. He knows exactly what the Suicide Squad is. He doesn't care about the prison time. You know, he's there. He, he goes into his backstory later, but really, he's kind of just there because he wants to be there. You know, um, he's basically in prison for uh, putting Superman in ICU. So it's like, and they they throw it like a little hint in there, you know, like they kind of just throw it out there. Oh, you know, he put Superman in ICU, but you know, he's he's just in a regular prison, you know, um, which kind of underrates his character. You know, they don't make a big deal out of it. Amanda Waller likes him because she feels like she can make him a leader. In her words, that's what she felt. Uh, what do you think of Idris Elba's character? I thought it was a good character. I thought he was a great character. I thought it was a little redundant that they kind of did the whole daughter thing again granted this daughter was older this daughter was like their his dynamic his daughter was totally different from will smith with his daughter and i enjoyed deadshot's relationship with his daughter as far as they argued and and was like just really honest with the way they talked to each other i enjoyed that but i did think it was kind of redundant that they did the whole daughter thing this is why i'm doing it for my daughter once again but I enjoyed his character I especially enjoyed his dynamic with your favorite character which was the Peacemaker Peacemaker was honestly like the best antagonist for him because they basically accomplished the same role like they both are they both are natural leaders they both have military experience they both are trained killers and they both are experts at what they do and they both technically kill the same way you know like they both are are very particular and very accurate with the way they kill but throughout the movie they kind of make this running joke of who's the leader who's the best out of them both and also who could kill the other like honestly who is the best killer at the end of this and usually a movie wouldn't be like okay we're gonna make a joke about who's the best killer but John Cena's charisma, it just Elba's uh, charisma and their chemistry kind of comes on screen really great. Um, there's one scene in the movie where they're um, still on that beach and they're both in the village and they 
they are killing, of course, they're killing uh, rebel soldiers, and they both are trying to compete with each other. Who can do it better, faster, and more efficient? And it was hilarious because you kind of get a, a moment where they realize, okay, we just killed all these rebels, and these were actually the people that would be on our side. We kind of just killed our allies, but you know what? I still proved I'm better than you, so I'm cool with that. Right, that was a wonderful, wonderful scene. <laughs> it made me laugh so much. And yeah, they didn't, at the end of the day, they didn't really care. It had already happened. <laughs> I'm still better than you, is basically what they proved. And at that village, we find out that Rick has made it. He didn't die on the beach. Yeah. And um, that basically carries us on to moving them onto the city. I don't, if they hadn't found that rebel beach, that rebel camp, you know, it probably wouldn't have progressed the way it did. Uh-huh. So. And then we also have our, our side characters, which they, 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 I actually fell in love with these characters. They actually had hearts that closed with something that I really, I really appreciated. The uh, polka dot man, he has his backstory is crazy if you think about it. He has an alien disease or alien virus that his mother implanted in him to make him a superhero. But it turned out like messing up his whole entire life where these random ass colorful polka dots will pop up on his head and his body and they basically are killing him. And the only way he can get rid of them is if, 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 if he shoots them out of his body and these polka dots are so dangerous that they basically can disintegrate anything it touches. Right. So he tries to hold it in, and the, unless there's an enemy around, he tries to hold it in, and it it makes him so sick mm-hmm. and disgusting looking until he can finally no longer hold it in. Mm-hmm. And he already said that he had like three siblings or something like that who had already died from the disease as well. And I thought it was very realistic character in the sense of a world like that in a world where there are superheroes you would find crazy people who would be obsessed with trying to capitalize on it create having their own little superhero army and there would be people who would do that and would fail and that's basically what his mom did that's who the polka dot man is a failed attempt of a mom trying to capitalize off of the fact that superheroes exist we know people will capitalize off of anything so I feel like it's a very realistic character to have in the movie and a very good character I also felt like he was mad important to the, to the plot you don't think so because of his personality but and he also sees his mom and all the people he kills that's the only way he can actually shoot the polka dots at people uh, he, because he hates his mom so much that it's what triggers him to actually like really use his abilities like that but you really understand how important his character is when they go up against their biggest threat at the end of the movie um and also the other side character we can discuss is the the rat girl you know she she controls she has the ability to control rats that's really about it that's really (laughs) what she does her father was an inventor a very genius inventor and he decided to give her um believe it's like a technological wand that allows her to be able to um, contact rats and basically use them however way she sees fit uh she's also mad important like honestly if any one of these characters would have died earlier in the movie as part of suicide squad i'm not sure they would have survived because they actually had such an important role in defeating the uh big bad at the end well maybe um peacemaker you think so because he didn't actually help them defeat the big bad. That's true. He probably wouldn't have helped them yeah. at all. Um, the plot for Peacemaker was kind of wrapped up right before they played. They fought the big bad. The big bad just kind of showed up after his death. Um, Peacemaker was all about the mission. Uh, Amanda Waller sends the Suicide Squad basically to destroy any evidence of a project called Project Starfish, which we find out is about an actual Inter- interrestrial starfish galactic a giant patrick yes a giant patrick that can control minds you know how op that has to be i mean it's crazy idea that someone came up with that but how op like we on planet earth 
could not survive a giant starfish that could not control us. <laughs> we have nothing to fight that thing, honestly. In the Suicide Squad, you wouldn't think they have anything either. But when they worked as a team, it all came into fruition. Yes. And backing up to the first team, Harley Quinn also survived. And she had her own little separate plot, line, whatever. She ended up actually with not what was his name the one that fell in love with her oh the El Presidente yes um he was the one who essentially originally wanted to use the starfish and um to liberate his country or whatever he was trying to do and he fell in love with Harley because he thought she felt stand for like hating America when that's really not what she stood for right right she was just really a heartbroken girl who was either one doing whatever her boyfriend told her or doing whatever she could to make herself feel better because of the breakup basically and he misinterpreted that and um fell in love with her in one day and they had a whole love romantic tells her I'm a romantic. So she falls for him so quick. You know, uh, she, of course, the first team dies, she survives, she's captured. They take her out of prison, put her in a dress, brings her up to the suite, explains the whole process. I would love for you to be the queen of this that I'm building uh, as I'm liberating this country. Um, but honestly, more than that, I want you to actually be my wife. And he spends the whole day with her. Like literally, he, it was it was more of a political move, and then he actually falls for her. Like they have a whole scene of um, his his giant bird cage that she's she loves. Uh, they're they're just they're they're eating dinner at this really fancy place of doing whatever they want. They're madly in love. You can see the chemistry, and it just reaches a point which I'll let you explain because it was a funny scene. Yes, it's after they've made love, and she's obviously agreed to be his bride and um he's talking about how he's gonna do whatever it takes to you know rule whatever he has to do and he mentions that even if he has to kill children and that's basically where the red flag that harley sees and after dealing with all that she's dealt with in the past she's decided that any red flag she sees, she's just gonna kill her boyfriend, which is dramatic. But Nora Harley, you can see why she would make the leap. Her last boyfriend, which we all know is the Joker, yeah. you know, he didn't just let her leave. You don't see him at all. No. Um, he's not needed though. He's not needed in, um, after all the backlash from the first one because of the Joker, I don't think they wanted to do, yeah. But yeah, she meant, he mentions the kids, which is now a really a soft spot for Harley, especially at the Birds of Prey, when she had the little girl and she loved the little girl. So that was a red flag. So she killed him straight like that. And no remorse. No remorse. And she was like, I'm sorry, I had to do what I had to do. And it was a red flag. And I'm given my pass. I couldn't just break up with you. I'm telling you, you got, <laughs> like, when he's explaining his love, slowly transitions into like now that I know I have we can rule this world together. We can kill and we can do what we must do in order for us to rule this country and the world eventually. And like it's slowly like you can see the evil of his of his heart like really slipping into what he's saying verbally explaining. And as he turns around, Harley just shoots his ass. Then like, I'm talking about, I jump for a second. Like, Whoa, <laughs> what, what just happened? And then when you see it's Harley, she starts to explain, look, I've been through this, like you said. I can't go through this again. I know I have bad taste in me. And I can't let you live knowing that you want to do this to people. You know, so it, there's good in Harley. You know, they obviously show there's good in Harley. Now you may disagree. I think that it shows that Harley has you in that moment. In that moment, I don't think she was doing it for the good. I think it was just on if I just break up with you, 
you may try to come after me and I can't have that. It was a it was a this is gonna be a toxic relationship, but I don't wanna talk podcast and in this one we're going to be talking about the movie that just came out in theaters called Suicide Squad. Introduce yourself to Kandesi, let me know who are here. Hey, glad to be back. Um, ready to get into this movie? Follow me on Instagram at Curly Daisy. Hey, that's what's up. So, we went to go see this movie and we both had a certain opinion on it. We were between 1 to 10. I feel like uh, in my honest opinion, this movie was about an eight. Um, people usually talk about the DC movies like they're not that good, uh, rating them, of course, below Marvel. But what did you think of this movie, The Suicide Squad? This movie on its own, I feel like was really good. I would give it maybe an 8.5. The comedy was just so good. The comedy was good. The comedy, though, I felt was geared more towards like gory, more towards um, an audience that like just kind of likes Deadpool. I don't know, that's the sense and, I got from And that. I'm that crowd. I'm the dark humor type of crowd. Mm-hmm. So it was giving me what I knew. The comedy was giving me what it needed to give. Mm-hmm. And then they started the movie off um, kind of actually really serious at first. Well, yes. well it's kind of serious slash comedy like you said. Um, we'll, we'll do a spoilers section, but when the movie first starts out, of course, you don't really know what's going on. Uh, the first character we see was actually pretty interesting. Now, um, I don't know if this can really be a spoiler, but you know, we, we don't get to see him for long. But when we do see him in the movie um, and we see everything from his perspective, we're thinking, okay, this is kind of cool. Like he seems like cool, mysterious character. And Main character like, energy. Yeah, and then of course, as soon as like the movie starts rolling and you see how the real intro of the movie is supposed to go, you're like, okay, now nah, that makes a lot of sense. So, what did you think of the the beginning of the movie? Did, did it kind of set your expectations for how the rest of the movie was gonna go? Yeah, I mean, it definitely did. It was, like I said, it, they set it up really great. And then they kind of disappointed you. And you were like, that's it. And then they revealed the true story. And I enjoyed the way they went about it. Which we can talk about more in the spoiler section. More detail. And what was your favorite character? Obviously, Harley. I am a fan of Margaret, so you know I enjoy. I just feel like she's an amazing actress. I enjoyed her in the first one. I enjoyed her in Birds of Prey. She's a beautiful woman, and she's funny. And most the scenes that I can remember offhand involved her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of like the movie revolved a lot around her art yeah. as a character, and, and we already know Harley as. Harley Quinn. We already know Marco Robbie as Harley Quinn, but um, I was really entertained with different routes they took with uh, her character arc in this movie. We already know who she is from movies like uh, The First Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey. So if you go in knowing that, then you know exactly what you're going to get from her. You're going to get some some comedy, you're going to get some really weird uh, psycho psycho stuff going on but it's in a, in a way her mindset actually makes sense like when she really breaks down who she is as a character she lets you know she bleeds her heart out uh, when she's really explaining what her thought process is she's a hopeless romantic yeah yeah she is and I think emphasis um, emphasis on hopeless mm-hmm. there, there's one scene which we'll talk about which was my favorite in the movie that I die laughing because even though it was kind of serious it was also kind of funny the way they played on it um now my favorite character of the movie uh which i thought was an underrated character was the john cena character um, he was a good character he was a good character he was a necessary character he was um you don't you don't get to know much about him other than he's all about 
what he's all about. Like he, he's a straightforward, you can think of him as a military, no nonsense, follow the rules type of guy. And like he says in the movie, he'll do whatever he has to do for peace. But you don't know, you really don't know how far he'll go until you get towards the climactic points of the movie. And that's what his character has kind of like a different opinion. Right. And he says the whole time that he'll do whatever it takes to keep the peace. Whatever it takes. He means that. And like you said, until you actually see what that entails, you're like, wow. But he stayed solid as his character. He's a pretty good character. Mm-hmm. I mean, as sure. we went along, uh, my also another, I get, I feel like this was an underrated character because um, you don't realize how central he's going to be for some in the later half was Rick Flagg. Uh, his character, you saw him in the first Suicide Squad movie. And I know people uh, don't necessarily have a great opinion of that movie. You like it. I like. I enjoy the first Suicide Squad. I enjoy the playlist. I enjoy the action. I enjoy the acting. I mean, also, I don't read the comments, so com- comics. So maybe I'm just going off of movies. But as far as compared to other DC movies, it does pretty well. I mean, compared to, let's say, Aquaman, I mean, Suicide Squad was A plus compared to Aquaman, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Not Now, would I say this Suicide was better? Yes. This one was definitely better. I feel like they figured out a little bit of a formula this time around. And do you feel like there would be another Suicide Squad? The way it ended, I think there could be. I would be here for another one. And the fact that it's, to me, their best, most consistent, well-written series, I mean, continuation series, I mean, they keep having to redo the Batmans, keep having to redo, you know, these different character arcs because they keep not getting it right. Suicide Squad, I feel like, so far at least, they haven't really had to redo it. And they won't have to redo it because they can have different characters, you know, they can pull different villains to be the new squad, and it's still technically the Suicide Squad. So I feel like they could definitely keep going with it, especially the way it ended. Well, people love these characters in this movie, though, you know, like, the only recurring characters that I could really see coming back maybe be just Elvis' character, uh, maybe, of course, a Harley Quinn, but it kind of like, uh, have you ever seen a movie called The Expendables? This was like a movie, like, a little years back with like uh like the not the rock but uh like Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger like they they were, they were older but they were called the Expendables because they could die and it was just the, the mission they were on but they just got it done it's kind of a play on the Suicide Squad where these characters are expendable you know they make that known at the beginning of the movie and they and you really kind of have to go in with I don't know if the character that I'm well falling in love with is going to make it towards the end of the movie. right you know, so thinking about that, I was just like, especially with uh, Rick Flagg character, you know, his his character art, just like Harley's, I felt was really good. And you could easily just wrap it up in this movie and call it a day and be, and be okay with it, you know? Um, and it looked like you said, there were openings for uh, other characters. Uh, probably another character I liked was King Shark, underrated character. Uh, Oh yes, he was definitely hilarious. He offered so much comic relief. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I think one of my favorite parts of the movie was uh, when King Shark was trying to make friends in the movie. You know, and it was it's it's uh, whoever I believe it was James Gunn, whoever was instrumental in really writing the script for these characters were able to take little things, a couple words, and really like make you feel and, and actually make an impact on what you thought of the character towards the end of the movie. So. Going back to what you were saying about how, you know, anybody could die at any moment, I do feel like this movie did it a better job of making you feel like that than the first one. Because they did kill off a few characters in the first one, but none that you really cared about, and most of them did make it at the end. Whereas this one, they started the movie off like anybody can get it, mm. which added a new, like, as you were watching it, made it more like, is this person going to die? Are they going to make it? Which was nice. Mm. And I feel like with that, we can jump right into the spoiler section of the Suicide Squad movie. So for anybody listening, um, if you do not want to be spoiled, if for some reason you haven't seen the movie, you know, this would be a good time to 
go see it and come back if you want. Uh, but we'll jump right into it. Uh, we started talking about these characters and how you just said they were all expendable, die any moment. The very first scenes of the movie shows that no matter what Suicide Squad Amanda Waller uh, character puts out there, she doesn't really care. Like, they die instantly, really. They were a decoy. You know, they stepped up on the beach and you kind of had like maybe a five to ten minute intro into recurring characters like the Boomerang guy. Right. It was from the original Suicide Squad. Right. And also there were new characters like the Weasel, uh, the Javelin. Um, I think there was an alien, like an orange alien girl from another planet. I yes, her which her death was the most ridiculous. <laughs> she completely did that to herself. Right? I thought she had, I really don't know what her power was because she kind of just was gun blazing Rambo. Let me jump on this helicopter and, and fuck some shit up. And she honestly started. And she had no plan. Yeah. She, she started to screaming. <laughs> like, uh, what was his, what's the guy's name? Pete. Uh, uh, he's, he's a comedian that is always on like SNL and stuff. You know, the guy that betrayed him on the beach. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. He does. I forgot what his character's name was. I can't remember either. I can't remember. But he was also a character where I kind of looking at him, I was like, damn, I like, he's a super, he's a super villain or a superhero, like, okay, how long is, is he going to be doing this, and he's kind of, he kind of plays a sneaky role, like, he really don't know what he's thinking other than when he's just making you laugh, like, at the very beginning when they're on the helicopter, he's, like, scared of the weasel, because he doesn't know what it is, right, he thinks it's a dog, or a rabbit dog, a werewolf, a werewolf, and the guys are just laughing at him on the plane, it's, it's a weasel like and yeah and then even Rick Flagg explained he had like murdered like or eight children women and children but you're good you're okay he's trapped in the fact that the weasel died and me like well not really died but died mm-hmm. as soon as he cause he couldn't swim and nobody checked to see if the weasel could <laughs> that, tell, that showed you exactly how much expendable that first team was nobody made sure they could swim or not that was crazy <laughs> I was crazy. I died laughing immediately when they jumped out that plane, and then the guy we were talking about at the very beginning. Do you remember his character at all? No. You don't. I don't. He was expendable. But if there was a, a character uh, who basically, it seemed like he had the ability to take whatever was in his hand, and he had like an accurate, he could accurately throw it. Yeah, it seemed like sharpshooter type thing. Yeah, like some type of, some type of like uh, sniper or something. Well, we didn't even see his weapon. He just had a ball. Right. In the beginning, he had a ball. He was hitting it against the wall, and a bird came in, and he made it hit a bunch of walls until it killed the bird. So we just, it set him up like he was about to be this really just amazing, kick-ass character. And then he watched all the people die around him, and he got scared and ran. I, I think it was his mindset had got broken didn't understand that this was a real suicide squad. He even tells Amanda Waller when she's letting him out of prison and he's signing up to go on the mission. She's like, um, I just need you to have one mission. You need to complete the mission or you die. And all he cares about is uh, time off of the sentence. So in his head, he's like, I'm an expert at killing or doing whatever I have to do. I'm not going to die. It's not going to be that bad. Now, when Rick Flagg was with that team, it really made me question whether or not Amanda Waller wanted him to live. Because two of our main characters were on the first team that was a decoy on the beach. Right. And I can agree with that. We, it seemed like she did have it out for him. Because if that was a decoy team and she didn't even tell him, then that's not looking good but then one can make the argument that she did send the second team to go find him but what's the chances of him surviving that though yeah it kind of like he made it because just he's good at what he does and carly who made a friend early on in the movie on that first team she made a friend with a guy named the javelin and of course he has this long javelin that i don't know i feel like after he throws it there's nothing else he can do <laughs> but he didn't get a chance to throw it because he immediately died as soon as they got on the beach and as he's dying, Harley's talking to him and he's like, 
I want you to have my javelin and I want you to, and he dies before he tells her what the purpose of the javelin is and why he's giving it to her. But we find out later in the movie, at least from Harley's perspective, why the javelin is so important. Right. And speaking of the beach and characters, one character we still haven't talked about, I think is what his name, it was a D detachable something oh god uh, uh i can't remember but his name was yeah. just le- two letters yeah and they were like why why is your name these two letters what does it stand for and he was like it doesn't stand for nothing it was just letters yeah and then later we found out it's this stands for detachable arms maybe or something like that i can't remember what the initials were but it's hilarious his arms come off and he and basically he's just regular punching somebody just but from afar but his arms are still weak to whatever bullets or whatever he can still feel the pain so it's a terrible power and we were thinking like man this is the suicide squad yeah that was the first thing we started thinking really this is what we came to see um now now we didn't know anything going into the movie like we had probably seen the preview and the trailer to movie but um a lot of people tell you um if you did your research going in, like if you read comic books and stuff, that the Suicide Squads, there's multiple of them, there's different characters, because characters end up dying fast. Um, now, in the comics, I'm pretty sure his characters are cooler. In the movie, they play not played it as a joke, because it was just like a chain of events of characters dying. Like as soon as um, one character died, another character would do something, and then another character would do something, and then they would die, and then their actions really just made like doom for the whole team. And then we also get to see Amanda Waller how cold she is, because the one guy we were talking about who started the movie with the ball and he was hitting the bird. You know, after seeing the whole team basically get eradicated, he runs for his life and he's trying to swim away. And Amanda's like, "Hey, I need you to stay on this beach and basically get killed." And he's not listening, like he's basically broken in his head. And she sets up the bomb. She sets it off and, and blows his head off. And uh, as kind of lets us know, Amanda's not playing. Like even if you are a decoy, if you're not doing what I need you to do, then you're nothing to me. Yeah, she's a cold, stone cold woman, man. And uh, she does what needed to be done for our country. Can't nobody say she don't do what she feels like is best for our country. Now, there were many plot points in the movie. Uh, let's try to get to the characters that we actually see throughout the rest of the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. There is Idris Elba's character, I believe his name is Deadshot. Um, they kind of draw us in, compel us with his character, because he doesn't want to be Suicide Squad. He knows exactly what the Suicide Squad is. He doesn't care about the prison time. You know, he's there. He, he goes into his backstory later. But really, he's kind of just there because he wants to be there. He's basically in prison for uh, putting Superman in ICU. So it's like, and they, they throw it like a little hint in there. You know, like they kind of just throw it out there. Oh, you know, he put Superman in ICU. But, you know, he's, he's just in a regular prison, you know, um, which kind of underrates his character. You know, they don't make a big deal out of it. Amanda Waller likes him because she feels like she can make him a leader. In her words, that's what she felt. Uh, what did you think of Idris Elba's character? I thought it was a good char- I thought he was a great character. I thought it was a little redundant that it kind of did the whole daughter thing again. Granted, this daughter was older. This daughter was like their his dynamic. His daughter was totally different from Will Smith with his daughter, and I enjoyed Deadshot's relationship with his daughter as far as they argued and and was like just really honest with the way they talked to each other i enjoyed that but i did think it was kind of redundant that they did the whole daughter thing this is why i'm doing it for my daughter once again but i enjoyed his character i especially enjoyed his dynamic with your favorite character which was the peacemaker They basically accomplish the same role. Like they both are, they both are natural leaders. They both have military experience. They both are trained killers, and they both are experts at what they do. And they both technically kill the same way. 
you know, like they both are, are very particular and very accurate with the way they kill. But throughout the movie, they kind of make this running joke of who's the leader, who's the best out of them both, and also who could kill the other. Like, honestly, who is the best killer at the end of this? And usually a movie wouldn't be like, okay, we're gonna make a joke about who's the best killer, but John Cena's charisma, it just Elba's uh, charisma and chemistry kind of comes off screen really great. Um, there's one scene in the movie where they're um, still on that beach and they're both in the village and they they are killing, of course, they're killing uh, rebel soldiers and they both are trying to compete with each other. Who can do it better, faster, and more efficient? And it was hilarious because you kind of get a, a moment where they realized, okay, we just killed all these rebels and these were actually the people that would be on our side. So we kind of just killed our allies but you know what? I still proved I'm better than you, so I'm cool with that. Right. That was a wonderful, wonderful scene. <laughs> it made me laugh so much. And yeah, they didn't. At the end of the day, they didn't really care. It had already happened. <laughs> I'm still better than you. Is basically what they proved. And at that village, we find out that Rick has made it. He didn't die on the beach. Yeah. And um. That basically carries us on to moving them onto the city. I don't if they hadn't found that rebel beach, that rebel camp, you know, it probably wouldn't have progressed the way it did. Uh-huh. So And then we also have our, our side characters, which they, they I actually fell in love with these characters. They actually had arcs that closed with something that I really I really appreciated. The uh, polka dot man. He has, his backstory is crazy if you think about it. He has an alien disease or alien virus that his mother implanted in him to make him a superhero. But it turned out like messing up his whole entire life where these random ass colorful polka dots will pop up on his head and his body and they basically are killing him. And the only way he can get rid of them is if, 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 if he shoots them out of his body and these polka dots are so dangerous that they basically can disintegrate anything it touches. Right. So he tries to hold it in, and the, unless there's an enemy around, he tries to hold it in, and it it makes him so sick mm-hmm. and disgusting looking until he can finally no longer hold it in. Mm-hmm. And he already said that he had like three siblings or something like that who had already died from the disease as well. And I thought it was very realistic character in the sense of a world like that in a world where there are superheroes you would find crazy people who would be obsessed with trying to capitalize on it create having their own little superhero army and there would be people who would do that and would fail and that's basically what his mom did that's who the polka dot man is a failed attempt of a mom trying to capitalize off of the effect that superheroes exist we know people will capitalize off of anything so I feel like it's a very realistic character to have in the movie and a very good character I also felt like he was mad important to the, to the plot you don't think so because of his personality but and he also sees his mom and all the people he kills that's the only way he can actually shoot the polka dots at people uh, he, because he hates his mom so much that it's what triggers him to actually like really use his abilities like that. But you really understand how important his character is when they go up against their biggest threat at the end of the movie. Um, and also the other side character we can discuss is the, the rat girl. You know, she she controls, she has the ability to control rats. That's really about it. That's really <laughs> what she does. Her father was an inventor, a very genius inventor, and he decided to give her um, believe it's like a technological wand that allows her to be able to um, contact rats and basically use them however way she sees fit uh she's also mad important like honestly if any one of these characters would have died earlier in the movie as part of suicide squad i'm not sure they would have survived because they actually had such an important role in defeating the uh big bad at the end well maybe um peacemaker you think so because he didn't actually help them defeat the big bad. That's true. He probably wouldn't have helped them yeah. at all. Um, the 
plot for Peacemaker was kind of wrapped up right before they played, they fought the Big Bad. The Big Bad just kind of showed up after his death. Um, Peacemaker was all about the mission. Uh, Amanda Waller sends the Suicide Squad basically to destroy any evidence of a project called Project Starfish, which we find out is about an actual inter- interrestrial starfish. Galactic. A giant Patrick. Yes, a giant Patrick that can control minds. You know how OP that has to be? I mean, it's crazy idea that someone came up with that, but how OP, like, we on planet Earth could not survive a giant starfish that could mind control us. <laughs> we have nothing to fight that thing. Honestly, in the Suicide Squad, you wouldn't think they have anything either. But when they worked as a team, it all came into fruition. Yes. And backing up to the first team, Harley Quinn also survived. And she had her own little separate plot, line, whatever. She ended up actually with, not, what was his name? The one that she fell in love with her. Oh, the El Presidente. Yes. Um, he was the one who essentially originally wanted to use the starfish and um, to liberate his country or whatever he was trying to do. And he fell in love with Harley because he thought she felt stand for like hating America. When that's really not what she stood for. Right. Right. She was just really a heartbroken girl who was either one doing whatever her boyfriend told her or doing whatever she could to make herself feel better because of the breakup, basically. And he misinterpreted that and um, fell in love with her in one day. And they had a whole love romantic. It made it seem like they had a whole month to get this shit right. You know, he even tells her, I'm gonna open the So she falls for him so quick, you know, uh, she, of course, the first team dies, she survives, she's captured. They take her out of prison, put her in a dress, brings her up to his suite, explains the whole process. I would love for you to be the queen of this that I'm building uh, as I'm liberating this country. Um, but honestly, more than that, I want you to actually be my wife. And he spends the whole day with her. Like literally, he, it, was, it was more of a political move. And then he actually falls for her. Like they have a whole scene with um, his his giant bird cage that she's she loves. Uh, they're they're just they're they're eating dinner at this really fancy place. They're doing whatever they want. They're madly in love. You can see the chemistry, and it just reaches a point. Which I'll let you explain because it was a funny scene. Yes, it's after they've made love, and she's obviously agreed to be his bride, and um. He's talking about how he's gonna do whatever it takes to, you know, rule whatever he has to do. And he mentions that even if he has to kill children, and that's basically where the red flag that Harley sees. And after dealing with all that she's dealt with in the past, she's decided that any red flag she sees, she's just gonna kill her boyfriend, which is dramatic, but knowing Harley, you can see why she would make the leap. Her last boyfriend, which we all know is the Joker, yeah. you know, he didn't just let her leave. Don't see him at all. No. Um, he's not needed. Though. He's not needed. And um, after all the backlash from the first one because of the Joker, I don't think they wanted to Bring do. Him yeah, yeah. But yeah, she meant he mentions the kids, which is now a really a soft spot for Harley, especially at the Birds of Prey when she had the little girl, and she loved the little girl. So that was a red flag. So she killed him straight like that, and no remorse. No remorse. And she was like, "I'm sorry. I had to do what I had to do. And it was a red flag, and I'm given my past. I couldn't just break up with you." I'm telling you that, <laughs> like, when he's explaining his love. Slowly transitions into like now that I know I have you, we can rule this world together. We can kill and we can do what we must do in order for us to rule this country and the world eventually. And like it's solely like you can see the evil of his of his heart like really slipping into what he's saying verbally explaining. And as he turns around, Harley just shoots his ass. Like, 
dead in the. I'm talking about. I jumped for a second. Like, Whoa, <laughs> what, what just happened? And then when you see it's Harley, she she starts to explain. Look, I've been through this, like you said. I can't go through this again. I know I have bad taste in men, and I can't let you live knowing that you want to be this to people. You know, so it, there's good in Harley. You know, they they obviously show there's good in Harley. Now you may disagree. I think that it shows that Harley. Has, you in that moment, in that moment, I don't think she was doing it for the good. I think it was just on if I just break up with you, you may try to come after me, and I can't have that. So it's more it was a it was a this is going to be a toxic relationship but i don't want to talk